If you have a child with type 1 diabetes, whether they were diagnosed five days ago or five years ago, you continue to have questions. These are the questions about the emotional side of living with diabetes, the questions about how to parent diabetes. I'm Joanne Robb, a psychotherapist and fellow T1D mom, and I've been parenting diabetes for almost 15 years. In this podcast, I'm here to answer your questions about the emotional and relational challenges that come with being a caregiver for a child with type 1 diabetes. Before we dive in, I have to remind you that I'm not a doctor and nothing that I offer here should be considered medical advice. If you want to make any changes to the way you or your child is managing their type 1, please be sure to check in with your doctor or medical team. Let's get started. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Joanne. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and then let us know uh, what's bringing you here today, what we can help with. Thank you. So my name is Jennifer and I have a daughter who is, will be 16 actually on Sunday mm-hmm. and was diagnosed with type one at nine. And we are in the teenage years and are really struggling with um, her uh, not giving herself insulin period, but I can do it at home. I don't mind helping her along at home, but at school, she is just eating and not bolusing. And what system is she on? She is on the Omnipod 5 closed loop. Okay. And then when you talk to her about it, what does she say? Oh my gosh. Well, I've asked her, you know, why doesn't she bolus and And, uh, so recently she, uh, told me she bolused and when she got home and I looked at the pump, I could see that the last time she gave herself insulin was the day before. Mm -hmm. And I said, Oh, you know, Juliet, like I find it interesting that, you know, you didn't bolus and you texted me saying you did. And it would have been more like easier to actually even just pick up the PDM and bolus than to text me and mm-hmm. lie, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like, it would almost be less work to do that instead. And he, she doesn't really have an answer. Um, I think we've gotten almost into this weird, uh, almost like, I, I don't know what, it, like passive aggressive or spiteful where she's not doing it almost to like annoy me mm-hmm. because I'm now in this role of being a nag you know, and I try to joke about it. Like if I text her, I'm like, Juliet, hi, double arrows up, you know, like, like, hey, to be a nag, but maybe this would be a good time to bolus. And uh, um, like yesterday, she was high for maybe six hours of the time that she was at school. Um, she is at the point now, kind of like how there's hypoglycemic unawareness, there's mm-hmm. hyperglycemic unawareness. So she doesn't feel her highs. Yeah, it doesn't bother sense. her. Yeah. Does, um, when you send her that text that says double arrow up now would be a good time to dose. Does she dose? No, Mm -hmm. no. Uh, I, I have, uh, I try to use different. So, so one thing I say is like, Hey, you have a volleyball game. You're a co-captain. I think it's important to you that you're in range, like you're in range just for your fellow teammates, just because I know you think it doesn't affect your focus, but it, it could. And if you want to play your best, it's probably a good idea to get your blood sugar back down. Mm-hmm. You know, so I say that I've also, um, I've, I've tried 
and I haven't taken it this far yet, but I have tried threatening. I've mm -hmm. said, you know, it's in your 504 plan that if you're high, the school needs to engage. And so if you don't want to do it yourself, that's totally fine. I get it. You're burnt out. You're done. How about we just have the school manage it for you? And what does she say to that? She gets pissed. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, it's a threat. Mm -hmm. And what grade uh, is she in? Sophomore. Uh -huh. okay. Yeah. And, and I mean, we've had no issues whatsoever with her managing her blood sugar up until recently. Like she's been very good. She's been very uh, rule follower, but now it's, you know, she's not in that uh, stage anymore. <laughs> and she's mm -hmm. in the rebellious stage and she is, this is her way of rebelling. Mm -hmm. Do you see any other signs of rebellious, Jen? Um, uh, the talking back the uh uh well we have a good on and off relationship we are close and she confides in me but at the same time she uh can be very nasty and mean mm -hmm. um she has a lot of angst mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm thinking i i i joanne I, i'm at a loss yeah <laughs> yeah 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 so I have a curiosity, I'm hearing all of this and like that she's not feeling particularly motivated even by the things that you assume would motivate her, right? Um, when she's home alone on the weekends, does she dose? If I ask her to, otherwise I do it for her. Uh-huh. So when uh, you ask I've... her on the weekend, she'll grab her PDM and dose. Yeah, like I'll, I'll say, oh, Juliet, I see you're eating frozen fruit, you know, where's your PDM? Let's give you insulin or, or, you know, I'll text her and say, you know, if I'm not home, like, Oh, make sure to give insulin. And, you know, each pod change, each sensor change is a circle of nagging, you know, it's mm -hmm. so, but wait, I just want to back up. So yeah, you're yeah. out of the house. She's eating something. You see the arrow going up. You, you text her. Does she dose then? Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think there are two issues here, Jennifer. I think one of them is that she's not dosing, right? Oh, yeah. And she's not right. being a reliable doser. The other has to do with the way that you are conceptualizing what's happening. So you're conceptualizing it, that she is being passive aggressive and spiteful and that, that and she's rebellious. Mm -hmm. I'm going to conceptualize it differently. Okay. I'm going to conceptualize it that there's some change that's happened for her, right? Because you said she was good kind of up till recently. Yes. yes. Right. So there's something that's happened for her and it could be developmental. It could be emotional, right? Yes. Psychological, but something's going on that's made it where this is too much, especially at school. Yes. Because what I'm hearing is that at home, she's a little more compliant and a little more attentive, not a ton. It sounds like it's not always but at least sometimes she'll follow through from home. Yes. Does that feel right? Yes. I mean, I, I, I try to do it for her as much as possible at home. And I tell her, I'm like, let me do it for you. I know this is a lot. I've mm -hmm. got it. Mm -hmm. You know, so why it's a little different at home is I can get her to do an Afresa at home. Mm -hmm. So we, we have Afresa now. Mm -hmm. um, and it is a miracle drug for us. Like, you know, those highs we can get down immediately with Afresa. 
So, so that's why it's a little different at home. Okay. Would so she, could she take a friend at a school? She won't do it at school. I tell her, why don't you go to the bathroom, you know, or you're changing for volleyball. Like mm-hmm. this would be a good time to do a frozen and get your blood sugar down. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in this weird loop of constantly nagging her. Yeah. So some of that feels like it can be normal, which is an unfortunate reality of parenting. Some of it though, and I just don't know, like I'm going to make some mm-hmm. suggestions and you're going to tell me, you might tell me I've tried all those things, <laughs> but um, I'm willing to try anything, Joanne. I think it would be helpful to start asking her more questions rather than telling her. So okay. you, you'll say to her, why aren't you bolusing? But I actually, oh, just as an FYI, a therapist trick, a why question is almost never good. It's almost never the question you want to ask. Sometimes okay. you get trapped and you can't ask it a different way, but a why question just ends up with a because answer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I think what you want to do, at least initially, Jennifer, is be really curious about what the problem is, what's getting in the way, because I don't have the feeling that you know that, like yeah. what's happening at school that makes it hard for her to dose. Is it a embarrassment issue like it would be with the aphrasia but we're also making an assumption about the aphrasia right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I would just get really curious like when you see that text for me what happens for you so I have had so when so I have asked her that question before okay and she says that when she gets a text for me it almost makes her more adamant not to dose ah okay okay that's helpful to know. Uh-huh. Great. So I would explore with her what that is, <laughs> right? Like, uh, okay. So I'd say to her something like, so we have kind of a dilemma, right? Cause we both know, you know, that it's important for your health and for your long-term, you know, for your long-term, what do I want to say here? Cause her long-term management isn't affected by what she's doing right now. Yeah. I mean, but she it's sort has of like for no, behaviors. Yes. Right? Yeah. She has no, like I could sit there and talk about her health long-term, but you know, she is right there. Like, you know, so instead I try to talk about, you know, I've tried to say, I, I, I I've tried to make it more about how you feel. You may not feel like you're not focusing or, or that you've, mm-hmm. you may feel like you have, the ability to focus, but you're not at your optimum. And if you're going to be playing volleyball, I try to make it very present. Uh, yeah. So I wouldn't go for yeah. any of that. I okay, would just so say, that doesn't work. okay, well, it's not, it's not working. It might work. It's not working. Child, no, it's, it's not, not working. working. Right. Yeah. So, so I think I would say something more along the lines of like, you and I both know that this is important. You don't have to give her reasons, Jennifer. She knows it's important. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. had this since she's nine. She knows all the things. Like we both know it's important. We also both know it's really hard. And right now, you and I, you daughter and I mother, are kind of in a standoff place about this. And I want to understand how you're feeling about that, what's happening, and how you imagine this is going to play out. Like, what do you think is the best way forward? Because we both know it's not good for you to not dose. But when I remind you, it irritates you. You don't seem to want any adult intervention. What do you think should happen? And I would start playing with that conversation. Okay. To just see what she comes up with. Now, it's very likely she won't come up with anything the first time you ask her. So you have to go back and ask her again. 
and say, okay, so you get really irritated and you don't want to dose. Is there some way that some signal to you that you should dose? Do you not think it's important? Like what's going on for you? The other thing is that she is conveniently using you as the scapegoat for her Mm -hmm. own behavior, right? Mm -hmm. So if you say to her, fine, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to remind you. Let's, let's do a trial. Let's do three or four days where I don't remind you or a week where I don't remind you. We'll just download your pump at the end of the week. Let's see what happens. There was a point with my son. He was a little younger than your daughter is where he was furious at me. Every time I asked him what his blood sugar was, this was pre CGM. So yes, yes. And uh, his endocrinologist made a wonderful suggestion, which was that we set some parameters, which at the time were he had to do a finger stick four times a day, which made me gulp. Um, he had to do a finger stick four times a day and he couldn't miss, I think it was three doses in a week. Okay. And otherwise I could be involved, but if he met that sort of very low bar, then I wasn't allowed to be involved. So I think negotiating something like that with her might also be helpful. She wants you out of there. So I'd both be curious with her. I would try to set up a goal for right now that gets you out of there. If that's what Mm -hmm. she needs is you to be out of the picture. Then what's the baseline that everyone needs to see Mm -hmm. that you can be out of the picture? What does she need to demonstrate? We're going to take a quick break and be back with more answers. One of the hardest things about diabetes is the food. Your kid has to eat but there's so many foods that send them high or are tricky to dose for. And at the same time, you don't want to restrict their food choices. You want them to be able to feel like every other kid. To help you navigate the many challenges of food and eating with type one, I've created the Sweet Talk Snack Course, a free mini course that gives you six bite-sized lessons to support your T1D kid in having a healthy relationship with food and eating. Sign up for it at diabetessweettalk.com. Now I've seen people talk about this as a daily check-in. I personally think that's a little much. It's hard, Mm -hmm. but it might work for a particular child, right? Where you, um, where you say every day, we're going to check. And if you didn't do the thing, then I'm going to come in the next day to remind you, or we're going to send the person. Yeah. Right. Um, but I want to see you succeed at this. I I personally think every day is a little much. I think people are going to make mistakes. It's just a question of tolerance, how much of a mistake. Yeah. So giving her the opportunity to be the adult, right. And take care of it and try that way. And being curious with her about what, um, what's happening for her. Yeah. What's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and naming, you're so good at this. I get it. It could be burnout. It could be the way you feel about friends. It could be, you just don't want to, it could be many things. I don't understand. I'd like to understand what it is. And I'd like to find a way for you to be effective at doing this job that we both know is super important. And it seems like you kind of want me out of the picture and I get that. And there's certain things that we need to agree on in order for me to step back. I will pause and see how this all lands for you. This is good. (laughs) Yeah, because I feel like if it continues down this path, Joanne, like, I mean, I'm just waiting for her her to like, screw this and take the decks off. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're mm-hmm. because, you know, like, because she's so agitated with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet or she hasn't thought that through. So we definitely need, we need this. <laughs> what you just outlined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is what I'm hearing is that there are two issues here. One is she's not dosing and the other is your relationship with her is kind oh, of yeah, fraying. Yeah. It's, fraying yeah. Right? Yeah. And so we want to put your relationship actually is the bigger priority than the dosing. Yeah. And I always truly believe, even though I hit these same patches, honestly, with my 15 year old, where I feel a little despairing and miserable about the way things are going. Right. But I truly believe that these are snapshots that they yeah. have the capacity to turn things around, right? Yeah. And that we're seeing them right now in this moment and we feel despairing and we look ahead at what their life will be with the same behavior. And we don't imagine that there's going to be any shift or change, right? And there is, things change, right? Yeah. Actually, one of my favorite um, examples of that is the first year I went to camp. So I was totally new at this. My son had been diagnosed, you know, less than a year. And there was this kid there, you know, baby adult kid who was amazing. She just was this remarkable type one. You know, she was the example. She was fabulous. And her dad was actually volunteering at camp. And he mentioned she, and she had to have been in her early twenties. He mentioned that she was checking her blood sugar one time a day. And I was like, what? Right. Cause here I am poking my child. Like he's a pincushion 10 times. Yes. <laughs> and that young adult is now a mother. Yes. Right. So she's made it, she's figured it out. Yes. Right. Yeah. So we, we imagine that this behavior is the thing they're going to do forever and ever and ever. And that's just not true. It's just so unlikely that that is the truth. And so we have to take a breath and recognize that this is a moment and that we need to keep our relationship strong so that at the next moment, whatever the challenge is, we can face that with them together. Yeah. 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 No, this sounds really good. Good. Yeah. Well, report back. I always love to. Yeah. Hear. Now I just have to find a safe time to talk to her about it, uh-huh. <laughs> which is like a whole nother issue. Uh huh. Because she gets reactive. Yes. Uh huh. So ask her. Okay. Just ask her. Right. Say, hey. Um. I've been doing a lot of thinking or, Hey, I went on this show and I talked to this therapist or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but I, ha- I really want to talk to you about this. I'm noticing things have been really rough between us and it's coming out through diabetes. I have a lot of thoughts. When's a good time for us to talk? You let me know like in the next mm-hmm. week, right? Give her a window. So it's not like yes. next year, but, um, you know, let me know a time in the next week that would work for you. All right. I'm keeping all these notes. <laughs> Good. Good. Thank yeah. you, Joanne. You're so welcome, Jen. Please feel free to circle back and let me know how it goes. I always, Oh, always you'll, go. you'll be hearing for me. Good. <laughs> Good. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks again for listening today. If you want answers to your questions about parenting a kid with type 1, I'd like to invite you to join our live recording sessions so you can ask your questions in person. Not only will you get the support you need and deserve, but through the podcast, you'll be helping other T1D parents to know that they're not alone with the challenges they're facing. 
To join one of my live recording sessions, simply go to www.diabetessweettalk.com and click the banner at the top of the page to register. Again, go to www.diabetessweettalk.com and click the banner at the top of the page to register.